Welcome everyone to the Wild Will Throwdown episode 17 presented by the Diesel Boys LLC. want to thank them and Brandon Hooker for all they do. We would like to thank them for being our title sponsor for the Wild Will Throwdown podcast. Diesel Boys LLC is located at 5601 Highway 31 in Clarksville, Indiana next to Mayhem Auto Auction. We have two shops at this location. The shop is located at the front. It's for light-duty cars and trucks, gas or diesel. The shop located in the back is for heavy-duty semi and heavy equipment. We have dealer trained and certified technicians. We take pride in doing the best job at the best price and thrive on customer service. Come see us today or make an appointment at 812-572-9477. Well, Hawk, here we are again. Another episode, another weekend down. On the show today, we have a great lineup as always here. Today, we will be reviewing the results over the past weekend, the last weekend of July, that is. Talking to our special guest today, yes, plural, not singular. We'll have Jamie Goodman and the whole crew on the while we'll throw down today and talking about the upcoming schedule for the first weekend in august for racing around the area but now we have to welcome as always the special contributor here at the wild will throw down mr hawk harold adams hawk can you believe it we're finished with the month of july yeah i know things are just flying by seems like just a week or two ago you had just told me that we were at the end of june going into july and now july is already gone here we are into august so uh the end is near i guess but uh you know we still got a lot of racing to go yeah, we got the autocross there behind us all ready to go. So if you hear any noise, that's what it is. So, uh, Hawk, here we are again. But now let's talk about the Diesel Boys LLC topic of the week. And I didn't even tell you what the topic of the week was. So here we go. We hear about this every week on social media platforms. We hear about it every week on everything. It's rules. The big rules were the R word rules, not rain, but we've been having a lot of that. But, uh, man, let's talk about that for a second, because this is a big topic of discussion in 2022. Ford Crown Vicks, that's one of the heated topic of discussions. We see rules at Sportstrom, which is not included all the rules from Salem. Salem to Mount Lawn, Mount Lawn to Speedrome, Speedrome to Anderson. We're seeing a lot of different gear changes that's allowed because of the different modifications of these tracks. Um, we can go as far as seeing the outlaws, you know, leaf springs, all that stuff, to great American stocks, to sprint cars, to dirt cars. A lot of modifications in the word of rules these days. Yeah, I mean, uh, these days and really forever, as far as racing has gone, uh, there's always rules and the racers will always be racers. They will always find a way around rules. They'll find that gray area and say, hey, this doesn't say I can't do this. So the tracks are always, and the officials are always got to deal with rules and trying to interpret them the way that they see them. And the racers look at it a little differently. And it's been like that forever. Every track you go to, or even now, you can see it on social media, uh, you know, the racers and everybody's always talking about, well, this rule, that rule, this guy, this guy, the this, this, that, that, what's real, what's not. I mean, you know, it's just the way it's always going to be. But I think it's been inflated even more with social media because now you got people talking about it. And sometimes you got people on there talking about it that really don't know what they're talking about, you know. So it just makes it even worse. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's tricky. No doubt you got all these different tracks running similar cars, run similar divisions. One one track might tweak it this way, another track might tweak it that way. Some guys think he's cheating here, cheating there, whatever. So but yeah, it's interesting you bring up the Ford Crown Vicks that's fairly new to the area here in the last few years. And that's really gotten really popular. And uh, I think a lot of the tracks are trying to 
trying to tweak and trying to get to where they like the rules to be. You know, they're still trying to, really still trying to learn where that sweet spot is of what they want to do and what what should they get away with and not. And uh, it's still considered a stock division and because it's a simple, easy way to get into racing. But as we've seen through the years, so many divisions have started out this way and the evolution of the division just keeps growing and growing. And eventually, you know, they're high dollar cars and it's just a vicious circle as I call it. And then that goes on up and then somewhere along the line, another division comes along and takes over its spot at the bottom. So it's just a a crazy cycle as it is and that's just the, the way it is in racing. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, a lot of these tracks have tried to come up with a formulated plan to keep a lot of these rules on the same rule type. That way this guy can compete here on maybe on Friday night. This guy compete on Saturday at different tracks, multiple tracks. You know, we see Saturday night sports drum regulars. You know, then we see Mount Lawn um, once in a blue moon. We have those regulars. Speed Rome uh, that's tried to build that. And I always laugh and talk to Kevin up there. Kevin Garrigus, the owner and promoter of Speed Drome. And he says, you know what, Sportstrom down there can get the Ford count. We get the factory front-wheel drives up here. And to allude to the rules, you know a little more about rules in the front-wheel drive class because you actually promote and run that series down at Sportstrom. I know every other time you have them, I know you're you're always trying to make a deal or work with the tech guy at that certain location. Some of these guys come to you and say, hey, you know, at my track or wherever the case may be, we run these, you know, are these allowed? Then you have to kind of, it's like buying a used car, new car. You go to the car dealership and the, the, the salesman says, let me go talk to the manager. He'll run up the manager, try to make a deal. You run back. I mean, what has that been like for you? Yeah, it's exactly the case. Uh, yeah, a lot of times in that pro front wheel drive division through the past few years you do get guys that come from other tracks and that's great it's fairly open class but there is always these different little things that they do differently especially as far as safety that's the biggest thing each track has their own pet peeves about what they want to do on safety and some some tracks are a little more uh, strict on certain things than other tracks so yeah when you get guys come down there you know it's like well you know this this isn't going to pass here you know, you need to change this a little bit, you know, whatever. And then maybe the next time you come back, make sure it's right. So a lot of times that's the way it goes. You kind of, uh, you want to make it safe for everybody, of course, as far as safety goes. And then you got other rules too. And uh, uh, it's it's just a fine line sometimes. Uh, you know, uh, you don't want to cross it and, and, and jeopardize someone's safety. Or, you know, it's not fair to the other guys that are actually following the rules to let somebody get away with something. But... As you say, a lot of times in situations like that, if a guy's traveling 100 miles, you kind of give him a break at least one time and say, okay, that's fine. You know, get away with this time. The next time you come, you need to be, you know, within the rules. So sometimes it works that way, too. And uh, as we said before, it's uh, it's just something that uh, it's always going to be an issue wherever you go. And uh, with each division being different and everything at each track and each location, and uh, it's just something that uh, everybody's got to deal with. But as I said before, the racers are always find a way to get around those little loopholes. Yep. So, uh, you know, bottom line, you know, rules are rules. You know, it's uh, it's different. A lot of places have them differently. But, uh, you know, that was uh, the topic of the week. We got to talk a little bit about the rule situation. Now let's talk a little bit about some of the results from this past weekend. Of course, like we stated, the last weekend in July. And that's hard to believe. 
We're going to kick it off where Hawk and I went up to Friday night to Indianapolis Raceway Park, where we had a phenomenal time. Arkham Nard Series, Chandler Smith, the number 18, picked up the win in that black and gold number 18 machine. He jumped in his, cra- or excuse me, I always say Craftsman, because they are rumored to be the new title sponsor. So I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. But the Camping World Truck Series, where Grant Enfinger in the 23 picked up that win. And Hawk, we, we talked about it. You even mentioned it. You're not really on the big NASCAR stuff, but you even said that was a pretty damn good race. Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, we went on up there, and I wasn't expecting a whole lot because, yeah, if you if you know me, I'm not a big NASCAR guy. I'm not a big big track guy like that. But uh, I thought, well, you know, it's I do like racing and I enjoy it. So I never seen a big race up there like that before. Never seen a truck race. So, uh, but I was I came away from there uh, really amazed at how great it was. I mean, the racing was fantastic. I thought. A lot of side-by-side racing, a lot of three-wide racing, and it was great to see, of course, our buddy Ben Rhodes from the local area here uh, do well. Got second, uh, drove like a madman after he got penalized for speeding through the pits, and it was fun watching him work his way through the uh, race the rest of the way. Almost got away to the top, but yeah, it was a great race and uh, thoroughly enjoyed it, and they put on a great show. Then we look at the NASCAR Xfinity Series. They were just about 10 miles down the road at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Road Course. A.J. Allmendinger, the number 16, picked up the win there. Then on Sunday, Tyler Reddick in the number 8 for RCR. Richard Childress Racing gets win number 2 of the season in the NASCAR Cup Series. Let's keep it going in Indy as we had the Sonny Thompson Memorial 100 lapper for the Browns Oil Service Late Model Figure 8 Division. How about this, Hawk? Chad Sizemore clinching the win in that beautiful gray, black, and orange number 91. And let's talk a little bit about that. You know what's just down the road. Everyone is competing now because they want to get ready for that beautiful trophy coming up in September. Yes, the World Figure 8 three-hour. We talk about it a lot, and it's just uh, that's our big race, you know, Super Bowl of Figure 8 racing. And, uh, yeah, Chad Sizemore has been uh, uh, like a new man this season. We've seen him really step up and uh, really take charge with that car. They've really got that thing going. Uh, we've seen the wins coming, and he got himself a big win with that Sonny Thompson 100. And, yeah, now he's put himself right up there with everybody else, the Tunnies and all of them, to be one of the favorites to win that big 3 hour World Figure 8 Championship this season. Absolutely, and uh, you and I will be on hand for that one as always. Now let's talk a little bit about Brownstown Speedway. What a great car count from Jim Press and the gang over there at Brownstown. It was their fair events. Uh, 39 super late models and over 25 cars in all the other divisions. Devin Gilpin picked up the win in the fair race for the super late models. The P3 Graphics sponsored. Jordan Weaver picked up another U.S. Air Force modified win. The Pewter Hall Super Stocks win went to Matt Boatneck as they held over 30 entries. The All-in-One Pools Pure Stocks went to Dustin Carr and the Canes Tree Service Hornets. Well, guess who? Michael Brewer adding another win to the list column. Now, Hawk, what happened down the road at Sports Show Speedway this past Saturday night? They had the uh, big uh, Roosters uh, fun and destruction night, including the school bus figure eights. Uh, you know, that's something we've talked about, too, about attendance everywhere. And uh, a lot of tracks, even tracks you wouldn't think, are putting on these fun and destruction school buses, whatever races, two, three times a season because people just love it. They will come out for, they want to see some destruction. 
as I, someone once said, who doesn't love destruction? So, and it proves it right there. I mean, they had a full house down there. Uh, they always put on a good show with the school buses anyway. But uh, the Fords were in action, the affordable Fords on the oval. Uh, went in feature race number one. Once again, AJC, this time in a different car in a uh, Craig Wilder machine, took it to the front from the back in a full field. So congrats to AJC. Went in Ford feature oval number one. And went in Ford feature uh, number two was Zachary Nolan winning his first career feature win. So congrats to that young man. And then the rest of the night was basically fun races. Uh, the Fords run on the kidney bean. Derek Smith picking up a win there, uh, doing a heck of a burnout, by the way. Uh, the Fords also on the butterfly course. Jacob Robertson taking the victory there. Uh, in the uh, new clunkers division on the short oval, Buzzy's Jerk got uh, the victory there. And then the clunkers also did a uh, flagpole race. And it was Jack Yeager getting the victory there, driving the Jerry Curry-owned machine. So congrats to Jerry. Uh, and then uh, the uh, minivans, figure eight. This guy just keeps dominating in the minivans. Dean Riley, they even flipped him, clipped him at the intersection. He barrel rolled, got that thing back up on all four wheels, got up on it. They checked him. He got up on top of the van, did a little dance, got back in. It started up. They started to race back up, and he won the ticker flag. They just can't stop him, Will. I'll tell you what. He is, he is just the man. On the minivan figure eight. So congrats to Dean Riley. He did a good job there. Had a lot of fun, too. That's all. That's the whole thing about the fun nights. He had a smile from ear to ear. I know his wife wasn't too thrilled when he got hit. She was about to ready to have a heart attack. But in the end, it was all good. Uh, then we had uh, the trailer figure eight. Uh, Chucky Bomber Jr. seems to be uh, the man there. He won that. And the big school bus figure eight, it was Donnie Blanchard winning the feature race there. So... A nice fun and destruction night going on there uh, at the Sports Drone Speedway. I tell you what, we talked to Dean in the pit area, and he was just ecstatic. I said, you know what, you're going to be sore in the morning. He said, oh, no, I loved it. I bet he was sore in the morning, though, because I remember flipping that school bus, and I tell you what, I'd rather be flipping the school bus than what he was flipped in. That thing just went over, bounced right back up on all four. I was worried about him because when we saw him, he was hunched over a little bit. I said, is he alive? You know, you never know what can happen, but uh, good to see Dean Riley having fun. So now, looking up, Bloomington Speedway hosted the USAC Indiana Sprint event on Friday night as Kyle Cummings picked up the win. Circle City held the event last Monday night. Great crowd on hand. C.J. Leary took home the win. Now we'll look at the National Touring Series, the Case Construction World of Outlaw Late Models at the Prairie Dirt Classic, 81 entries at Fairbury in Illinois this past weekend. Your guy, who you become a fan of, Brandon Shepard, picked up that win. And then, of course, Jacob Hawkins picked up the $5,037 to win pay day at Elkins Raceway in the Stout Memorial. Rick Eckert, scrub, they call him, clinched the win at Port Royal Speedway in Pennsylvania, one of my bucket list item tracks to go to. That was the dream race, paying $5,000 to win. And then Brandon Fouts picked up the win at Portsmouth Raceways Park for his first Ironman win at $5,000. Coming up next will be my special guest today. Don't go anywhere here on the Wild Wheel Throwdown. Welcome back to the Wild Will Throwdown. Will Greenwell here with you after we completed first a uh, little bit of a recap over the past weekend. 
So up next is my guest. Yes, plural. Please welcome the crew and driver, the number 75 Great American Stock Driver at Salem Speedway, Mr. Jamie Goodman, Justin Hadley, Gary Hadley, Jeff Pickford, Ricky Hine, and, of course, Mr. Jamie Goodman. Jamie, thanks for joining me today, my friend. Thanks for having me. All right, so let's jump into it, Jamie, as I always do. Start off by letting our listeners know a little bit how you started, got into the racing industry. Uh, So tell us a little bit about how it all started. It all started when I was a kid. Uh, watching watching my uncle at Louisville Speedway he ran uh, Sportsman and Late Models his name was Chuck Winders um, so I just grew up over there watching everybody and just knew one day I just had to do it well actually you know that's I didn't know that because Chuck Winters uh, that's who I kind of loved and watched as a kid out there in that blue number eight I believe it was correct if me if I'm wrong the was it Phillips lighting car I believe yeah uh, so you know that is pretty cool because I, I remember that very well got to meet Chuck uh, you know my father raced bombers out there in street stocks for years as a kid so I did not know that so that's pretty cool um, so now let's talk about the year you've had so far up to here at Salem Speedway here in the Great American Stocks. Uh, pretty impressive, I must say, that the speed you've had out of the number 75 machine, it's pretty incredible. Uh, the last event out, you and Brian Bear had one hell of a battle. Uh, it was fun to call in that booth. Um, you know, it gave me a little bit of non-voice the next morning. But, uh, man, let's talk a little bit about um, the year you've had and just talk about uh, what it has taken and where the speed is and you found that speed in that number 75 we've had a decent year this year um, I think first two weeks we had two top fives uh, third week out, I think we got involved in a wreck first lap in um, then the firecracker race we finished seventh or eighth but we was feel like we had a top five car that whole race um and then the last race out, we finished second. So it's it's been a solid year so far. Um, we've been testing crazy. I mean, I think we tested seven or eight times probably this year already, just trying to work on getting the car better and you know me trying different things to get the car faster, carry more more momentum everywhere. Um, and then just hours upon hours in the garage, just, just looking over the car, measuring stuff, just just trying to. Put everything together um we've had a lot of help uh sean smith over the years he's he's been our go-to guy for sure um scotty earl stepped up and helped us out some this year also um we've um got a new motor built this year uh, first year with it it's it's really a lot better than what we've ever had so it's helped us out a bunch thanks to my buddy jeff here <laughs> he's um i've said it before he's upgraded everything for so it's it, it kind of credit everything to him but and the guys that helped me you know day in day out and all the hours in the garage yeah no doubt and then we're going to switch a little bit of gears a little bit there and uh talk to some of the crew members here um and, and of course a lot of people don't realize the duties that these crew drivers have you know drivers have and or crews of drivers have um, it's pretty cool, incredible to watch. You know, I always love calling pit stops. You know, it's something you don't see much with short track racing, uh, quarter miles and fifth miles and all that stuff. But uh, Justin Hadley, we'll switch gears to you real quick and tell our viewers a little more in depth. You're the spotter, I believe, of the number 75 machine. Talk a little bit about what it takes, what the importance of a spotter is on big, you know, half miles and stuff like that, uh, that you help the number 75 with. Well, the difference between a big half mile and short track racing in general is, you know, our guys, we, we have 
he's wearing a Hans device and a full containment seat. The visibility in these race cars is absolutely little to none. Uh, I was very shocked when I first climbed into one, just how little he can see. So <clears throat> the way I look at it is he needs to know everything that's around him. If there's somebody at his bumper, even, you know, we crash up here. It's, it's big. People get hurt. People have died. And you know, when we first started, it was just me, Jamie, and Dad. So if I messed up on the on the, the call, I was the one. Me and Dad was the one spending, you know, four, five, six hours every single night trying to get that hot ride back together, come back up here. So it really made me step my game up a lot. Um, and like I said, when we first got going with this, you know, he's the first car I've ever spotted for, and everything come out of his pocket. So I don't know. I, I wanted to be the best I could be because one, we was doing a lot with a little, and I didn't want to see my boy get hurt. Like he, that's that's my best friend right there, and I, I he's got a, a future wife and kids to go home to. If I mess up, it, it could get him really hurt. So it, uh, it it made me take it up a notch or ten. So you know, <clears throat> what was going through your head uh, when you saw him and the bird's eye bullet, Brian Bear, battling it out? Because I know, uh, as a spotter, I- I'm sure it's more intense if you have a driver battling for the number one spot and c- approaching lap traffic. Well, that was a first for me. Um, Brian is—he's always—he's <laughs> always been really fast here, and he's—he's he's a guy that we as a team really respect. So I was, I was man, I was—I didn't know what to do. I. I Tell Jamie to go low. He was, he was he was already trying that. You know, all right, Ham, he he's giving you little little room on the outside coming out of two. Let's see if we can't work there. And he'd slam the door. Like everything I strategized to come up with or try and think of maybe something Jamie wasn't thinking of. Brian had an answer for it. So I mean, hats off to the guy. Like Jamie said in the post race interview, he took us to school. And it was honestly, if there was somebody to run second to, that's a guy I don't mind doing it with. And for. 26 laps we we put on one hell of a show so hats off to both drivers honestly because that that was that was fun that was a lot of fun yeah now i'm going to revert back to jamie before other crew members here uh jamie uh talk about uh that race because it seemed like to me you were really good off exit of turn number two it looked like that was your your kind of way to get under brian bear try to have a run at brian bear but Ryan Bear, he Brian Bear is a veteran of the sport. I've talked to Brian many times. Uh, man, you could see the look on his face. He went straight to you after that, after he got out of the car and gave you a hug. He enjoyed that race, and it looked like he had a lot of fun. You both had a lot of fun. But uh, describe, you know, outside turn two, you know, what you were thinking in that car. Hell, I wish I had a fifth gear. <laughs> uh, we, uh, I get good runs out of two. I can't complain about that at all. We, like I said, and that goes back to just us renting the track over and over and over again and testing them on old tires with these tire shorters we've had. We, you know, we got to kind of figure out something to for the car to hook up, and and then luckily we was able to get four tires for this race, and um, it it was there. I mean, it, hopefully it's that good again next race because that was a really good fun time. But um, I don't know. I, I'd pull up beside him on it coming out of two and. Uh, I don't know. I watched this video nine or ten times and try to study it. And a couple of times I shot myself in the foot, pinched myself down, killed the momentum. Um, a couple of times pulled up beside him in three and four, and thought maybe if I could just hang with him through three and four, I could maybe drag race down the front stretch and end the turn one and maybe get him out of two. But 
just it just didn't work out for us this time. But like I said, it, I learned a lot from him. Um, I like learned a lot from reviewing tape, kind of like the old football days in high school. You know, <laughs> see what you did wrong. But uh, I don't know. Hopefully, we can do it again soon. Cause uh, see if I learn anything or not. <laughs> Well, you have some big races still to come up, and it's hard to believe we're already in August of the 2022 campaign racing season. Uh, but, you know, you have another 200-lamper coming up. That is the uh, notorious Halloween 200. It'll be here before you know it. Um, so, you know, preparing for that event, you have a big weekend with the Arkham and Ard series here in a doubleheader. You have a lot more fans in the stands. Uh, there's a lot more to look forward to coming up, and I think uh, you, you your confidence has to be on a high right now. Oh, yeah, we're very confident. Um, I think uh, sitting third in points right now, one point out of second, uh, ten points behind David. So, I don't know, maybe we can get lucky and fast qualifier again. That knocks it down to five points for the race start. So, I don't know. We got, um, uh, I think, three more points race. So, we'll um, try to be consistent like we always try to be and be there at the end. Um, but Ricky here gets married. Uh, championship night October 1st so we might pray for rain that night if we're uh, <laughs> if, if we're uh, close to in their hunt for championship we'll see well that, that's the next guy I'm going to go to here I'll call him officer Ricky Hine because <laughs> Jeff Pickford and him I guess threw a curveball at me because I always love when drivers do this at the last scrapper event but it was crazy that you know he got out of the car I did not know who he was I grew up watching him but you really haven't put a face to the name but uh Ricky, you've been a veteran in this sport for years and years and years. Uh, you had Louisville Motor Speedway and Sportstrom Speedway. Uh, what has it been like uh, being a part of the team here and watching Jamie grow as a driver? Yeah, I remember watching Jamie at Sportstrom running the Dromers for years and years, and we were pretty good friends back then. And, and got started dating his sister and got conned into coming out and helping him out on out at Salem. And, my last couple of years that I ran, I ran up here at Salem. It's been a good time, but now I'll just get along with all the guys here, and we have a great time. And everything's been working out so far. So now I'm going to ask you a little bit about that scrapper race. Uh, you know, getting back in that car, it looked like you had some fun out there. Uh, what was it like being out there in that scrapper division? Of course, the new Wilcox Towing and Trucking Scrapper Division here at Salem Speedway. Um, you know, it's all about making it affordable now, right? Because of the inflation that we're in in this economy and whatnot, and not everyone can jump in a super late model or a great American stock even. Uh, how fun was it to be out there in that scrapper car? It was a lot of fun. I mean, you got to think you got five, $600 in a car. If you go out there and everybody's out there trying to beat and bang and crash everybody. And that last scrapper race, it, there were no lights in the infield. It was dark. Like, I couldn't see I don't even know how half the people were staying on the track because it was, it was wild, but I had a blast doing it. I even made the reference on the uh, PA system. It reminded me of the old Louisville Motor Speedway Moonlight Madness days when they did the demolition derby there. They turned all the lights off. I was wishing you guys had lights out there at that point because I could not see anything hardly because, you know, in my press box up here now, there is tinted windows. So you add tinted windows to a dark infield, it gets really choppy. And I, I don't know half the scrapper guys anyways because it changes every week. It's like, you know, being a sports show, you have 60 Fords to get used to. But that's uh, very cool. Good to see you back in a car. Um, so now we'll go to Gary, uh, Mr. Gary Hadley. Um, you know, talk about 
some day-to-day crew duties that you guys do to get this car ready and uh, being at the track to make sure Jamie's fast. And if he does have a mishap out there on that track and you have to be prepared to come to pit road, uh, what are you guys ready and up and for? Well, on our day-to-day routine is we, we make sure that everything on the car is tight. We always go through all our bearings and we check all our bushings and we always make sure that everything uh, mechanically is good. You know, uh, about every two races we run through the valves, make sure that there's no problems there. Uh, we always stay on top of the safety equipment, make sure that his Hans device and his helmets and seat belts and everything are securely mounted. You know, we, we touch every nut and bolt on the car, you know, in between races. Um, then when we come and test, you know, we'll throw different packages at it to see what's comfortable for Jamie. Because at the end of the day, in order for Jamie to be fast, he's got to be comfortable. So we as a crew have to do our job and make sure that he's comfortable to be fast. Um, we always, in our pit cart, we have spare parts, uh, A-frames, lower A-frames, trailing arms, everything that we need. So if he ever does have a situation, everybody on our team has a, a, a specific duty. So when things go south, most of the guys know what they need to do, what they need as far as tools, and where things are and we all just jump in and it's not anybody running over top of each other it's everybody knowing their specific job duty and so i've always said this team has got a group of specialists you know justin's the spotter jamie the driver ricky crewman i'm crewman you know we have several other people that come out and help we have guys on the backside that aren't here tonight that are certified welders fabricators so we always have everybody that knows what they're supposed to do so we don't tread in each other's area. So if I'm specialized in an area, they leave me alone. If Ricky's, you know, he's our tire guy. So I leave him alone with that. Justin Spotter, we don't tread in each other's area. So that's how we all get along and work so well to where we can get to where we are now. Yeah, no doubt. And you can definitely see the teams here week to month, I guess you could say. We don't race every week on a weekly series. Uh, but you can tell the teams that's got it together and everyone working as a function because I can see it in the press box each and every race. You know, they come to pit road, you guys are on it. And, um, you know, it helps with Dirt Team Media because on the broadcast they zoom in. That way I can see what is exactly going on on pit road. So that's very cool. Uh, so now we're going to bring Mr. Jeff Pickford in here with Jeff Pickford Motorsports. Jeff, um, of course, you're notorious out there in the number 75 Scrapper Division car. Well, I should say you, you know, every now and then. But uh, you look like you're having fun out there, and, you know, uh, you are loving it on part of this 75 crew, and I know Jamie talks very highly of you. Uh, Talk about your relationship with this team and how you got to know Jamie and uh, coming on board. Well, I live next to Jamie's brother-in-law, and I asked Jamie, or asked Jarbo, if uh, Jamie wanted another sponsor. And this was last year. And he's like, Jamie can always use another sponsor. So I came on board. Uh, I had some issues uh, with my family, and uh, they all love NASCAR. So last year we put uh, a, a banner on the front windshield for my sponsorship for Jamie, and then it just uh, grew from there. You know, that's incredible, uh, you know, because, you know, Pickford Motorsports, um, people are know you around here. It's uh, it's very cool to see you out there. 
um, you know, I'm starting to learn the Salem people a lot more now because, you know, when you go to a different facility, you, you see some people that aren't at the track you came from or, or, or being now. Uh, but that's cool. And I know that uh, you guys aren't going anywhere anytime soon. So that's uh, that's pretty incredible um, with Jamie Goodman. Jamie, now what I can say now back to you, what expectations do you have for the remainder of 2022? Um, and beyond, uh, you know, are we going to look for that great American stock championship in the future, if not this year, or, um, you know, what is your expectations out of that 75? Well, first and foremost, we all just try to have fun. It's, as long as we're having fun, then, then everybody's good, you know, but, um, as far as goals, yeah, we like to get, get a couple wins in, um, preferably this year, <laughs> sooner than later, for sure. Um, championship will come if we get them Wednesday we're after um that's obviously another goal of ours but um I know, the car we have it's a it's a good car it's it's got some years on it and I think Frank Kimmel built it in 95 or 96 so um Sean Smith's building us a new car right now um it should be ready another month or so so I'm sure it'll get plenty of practice laps on it before we bring it out probably bring it out next year um so yeah I mean it's I don't know. I guess uh, we're getting closer to that W finally. So I, if it wasn't for Brian Barry, we'd already have one. <laughs> but, but it's all right, man. Love you, buddy. But uh, I, I think we're getting close. We're definitely closer than we've ever been. And uh, we're hungry. So we ain't going to give up till we get it. Well, I can tell you, after watching you in the, um, you know, fire both firecrackers, you know, race and that race with Brian Bear, you're getting closer, and uh, the confidence, I'm sure, is on a new high for you. Uh, we'll wrap it up now. Well, as always, I like to give you a moment to thank your sponsors. You know, you'll hear me over the years, you know, talk about sponsors. I know one guy, Mr. Scott Wright, on that car now. I always joke with him, and of course, Doodle Ferris. Well, that's another world of stories, so we'll get into that years down the road. God forbid we'll get him on here. But, uh, man, talk about your sponsors on that beautiful new 75 uh, wrap this year. Yeah, I've got Scott Wright. He was our uh, our first sponsor, really, that, that actually came on our gas car. Um, he he texted me one day and said, hey, um, put a cancer, stuck, cancer suck sticker on that thing. I said, yeah, absolutely. And um, he brought me the sticker and gave me a little bit of money for it, which wasn't even expected. That's how me and him got together. And he's been right there with us ever since. At one point, I he let me bring my car to a shop, and I think we worked out of his shop every day for about a year or a year and a half. So definitely owe him a big thanks for that. Um, we got Turtlefish Clothing here in Salem. Um, they do all of our apparel. Um, anybody needs anything, holler at them people. They hats, shirts, hoodies, anything like that, and they do great work. Um, we got Knight School of Welding. Um, big, big help to us. Um, Matt and his guys over there, They anything that we need, man, it, it, it's no questions asked, here you go. So that's awesome for them guys. Uh, we have Toyota Louisville. Uh, we have uh, Von Air Enterprises. Um, Joe Williams Racing Motors, Racing Engines. <laughs> um, again, Sean Smith, Race Car and Fabrications. Um, Titan Tent and Graphics. And then, uh, last but not least, Jeff Pick for Motorsports. 
Well, that, it takes a team to get there, and you guys got a well-rounded team, and I uh, appreciate each and every one of you for being on today. Um, you know, we like to get more in-depth with our, our crews. That's really good that you had that idea to bring all your crew on because I, I think it's a good idea that people know the crew and what their day-to-day duties are. Um, you know, you have an important job as well as them, so uh, we appreciate for being on today, and uh, we look forward to seeing what the rest of the year holds. Thanks, Will. I appreciate you. And then, uh, obviously, I wanted to say thanks to all my guys here, too. It means a lot to me just not being in the in the garage, but it's just even coming up here with to do this interview. It's just uh, one thing my fiance Brandy and Kinsley, um, my sister Brittany, too, she even made the trip. So it's a, it's a family deal. It's more than a team for us. It's We, we do stuff outside the racetrack, uh, whether it's just going to get dinner sometimes or uh, – going to traveling to another track or something like that i mean we always we don't we don't just make it work you know we we try to have fun and then everything else just falls into place it seems like so thanks again for having us will really appreciate it and thanks for all you do for the racing community well there he is the driver of the number 75 great american stock car jamie goodman and we'll look forward to seeing what he can do for the rest of the 2022 season And as always, we want to thank our guests for coming on today. Very good to get the insight of Jamie Goodman's crew and Jamie Goodman. Now it's time to preview the upcoming schedule for the first weekend of August. Well, Hawk, here we go. Another weekend has gone like we discussed at the beginning of the show. Another month has gone. Can you believe it? Nope, not going to believe it. But when I look at that calendar on the wall, I see it, so I got to believe it. So we just got to roll with it and uh, make the best of it and enjoy all the racing. Well, let's jump into it. We will begin with the historic Mount Lawn Speedway for another try at the 49th running of the Rain Tree 100 for the Wooten Automotive Modifieds. It'll be ran this Sunday, August the 7th. Weather pending, of course. We hope and pray that the Mother Nature and the good Lord above watches over us for that. Also in action on that day is going to be the JW Photography Stock Compacts, the Accelerated Race Cars Pro Compacts. Thunder Roadsters will be back with us and the Red Bones and Pizzas. Chicken Crown Vicks will be there. Hawk, it definitely was a crazy day because I don't remember, and I looked at Glenn Luckett, uh, CRA uh, race director, and I told him, I said, I've never seen anything like it. He says, Will, well, you never say never at a racetrack. We saw, I got the call to announce to the crowd we were rained out, keep your ticket stubs. Rain started to fall harder. We got called to have the kids go to a backpack giveaway at the pit gate, or excuse me, the grandstand gate, and then the fireworks went off. It was wild. Yeah, you just never know what you're going to get at at a racetrack in general. And uh, when Mother Nature throws the monkey wrench in the situation, you just got to roll with whatever you got. And, uh, of course, that event has been rained out two times in a row, so we're hoping a third time's a charm this week. So I am praying, please, Mother Nature. We're outside right now, actually. It's really nice, so please, let it be nice like that this weekend uh, for the uh, Rain Tree 100. Of course, we shouldn't even mention that word, Rain Tree, but maybe, like you said earlier, let's call it the Dry Tree 100. Yeah, the Dry Tree 100. We're hoping and we're praying Trust me, we'd love to get that in. We have approaching 30, 32 modifieds. Going to be a great day of racing. So, Hawk, what do we have coming up this weekend, August the 6th, at Sports Drum Speedway? Well, it's basically what I call weekly racing series plus. So, it's another one of those deals where they have the the regular weekly racing series uh, divisions there, plus one other division. So, you got your uh, Kentucky and Tank Wash modified figure eight division, 
the ICA Dumpster Sportsman Division. Get your affordable Fords on the Oval and your affordable Fords on the Figure 8. And this week, the plus is my Race 8 front-wheel drive, pro front-wheel drive on the Oval only. No Figure 8, just the Oval being sponsored, of course, by Merrill Beerman Excavating, the uh, proud sponsor of the Race 8 Series Oval and Figure 8 in the 2022 season so just the oval on hand should have a good car count and uh, looking forward to a great week of action at the drone yeah no doubt and uh you know we want to talk a little bit about what's going on down in north carolina it's great to see you know we talk about support your local tracks but north wilkesboro uh opening up today and i just saw a picture and it looks clearly almost sold out and that is incredible to see a track and they have i think 47 pro compacts today over 30 modifieds and i'm not talking about the modifieds that we're used to up here i'm talking about like the uh, i believe i'm for the start modified tour possibly it's like the wayland modifieds they're very fast but uh you got dale Hart jr racing you got hermie sadler's crew and ryan newman back down there a lot of nascar guys always good to see a track revived and that's really cool what's going on here now in august we saw the schedule in august and october it's like all month racing yeah, real quick, too, I want to give a big shout-out. I've seen where one of uh, our uh, local drivers that races in the Race 8 Series and has raced up there at Salem, uh, Lavin Crane down there, uh, giving it his uh, world. He's really a young man, has really come along quickly over the past couple seasons. And uh, so I uh, wish him a lot of luck down there. Yeah, and we'll look on Race Monitor, or uh, I believe my Race Pass. I think it's Race Monitor, but their uh, features and stuff are tonight, so uh, we'll have to keep an eye on how the results go. But if I, I looked at the results earlier, it looks like he's the only one from Kentucky uh, that is entering that race, so that's pretty cool. Um, so now we go down to Indianapolis Speedrome. Um, the action this Saturday night with the late model figure eight, 50 lapper, mini late model oval, figure eight, junior fast cars and street stocks. And Hawk, we talk about it. These teams are starting to come out of the woodwork, getting ready for what's just a month and a week away. Can you believe that? I don't know what I'm thinking here. Just a, over a month we're here at the three hour. Yeah, that's uh, something we always look forward to. So it, it's kind of like Christmas to us. So usually it takes a while to get here. But with as busy as we are, we have been this season with everything, it's kind of creeping up on us quickly. As you said, now we're into August. So uh, it's time to uh, uh, put the green light on and go full bore here pretty much on uh, getting ready for that World Figure 8 uh, 3R championship. So you'll be hearing a lot more about that coming up here in the coming weeks. So now let's go down over to Paragon Speedway. They're hosting the Tony Stewart All-Star Series of Champion TQ Midgets, plus other classes. The Brownstown Speedway will be in action this Saturday night, the 18th, running of the Hall of Fame Classic for the P3 Graphics Super Late Models, paying 10000 to win to the winner. Also in action will be the U.S. Air Force Modifieds, Peter Hall Superstocks, and the Crown Vicks, sponsored by, I believe that is Flag to Flag Media. So pretty cool that they came on board as a sponsor as well at Brownstown for the Fords. The Lawrenceburg Speedway will be competing this Saturday night with the Kelsey Chevrolet Sprint Cars, the Coy Auto Parts Modifieds, and Pack Sports Pure Stocks, Bessel's You Pull and Save Hornets. A track that I love very dearly, I've been there a couple times, is the Portsmouth Raceway Park in Portsmouth, Ohio, right on that kind of Ohio River border. Just, I mean, you can almost throw a rock and hit the Ohio River. It's that close. Um, but they are going to be in action this Saturday night with the Modifieds paying 3000 Late Models 2000 Limited Modifieds 500 and Sport Mods 500 Our friends at Lorraine Raceway Park will be in action this Saturday night. The inaugural Bob Frey Classic with the Mussy Racing Sprint Cars. Four tens, I might add. 
the National Compact Touring Series and the Ohio Wheelman Series. And uh, we hope to go up there uh, August 27th. They got a big one coming up then. Yeah, I know uh, you've been talking about it a lot, and uh, there's a lot of talk amongst your street stock drivers in the whole, not just that area, but the whole region around here, Midwest and what have you, uh, coming from further away from that. A lot of big-time racing. I do. You'll be talking about that here pretty soon for those big uh, Trident street stock nationals. Yeah, and they go on the ABC format for those who are not familiar with that ABC. And like Harold said, we'll be talking about that a lot more when we get closer, which is a few weeks away. Um, but basically, they have a payout for your slower guys, your middle pack guys, and your fastest cars. All basically a big feature, so it's pretty cool to see. Um, now we'll go to National Touring Series a little bit before we wrap up. The XR Series will be at Gondick Law Speedway, where the Super Late Models will be going for 20000 on the 8th and 20000 for the 9th. These payouts for Super Late Models, we keep talking about it. Very impressive. The World of Outlaw Case Construction Late Models will be in action at Cedar Lake Speedway for 6000 to win on the 4th, and the 5th and 6th competing for that $50,000 to win payday. This Friday night at the Ponderosa Speedway in Junction City, Kentucky, will be in action for the Ironman North Series, paying 5000 to win. Then the Ultimate Southeast Late Model Series will be at the Virginia Motor Speedway for 20000 to win on the line. And uh, Hawk uh, Sports Drum's got something going on this Friday night. Yeah, the KKR, the Kentucky Kart Racing, is in action again this week, this Friday night. And uh, so all the kart divisions, along with the uh, Young Gun Front Wheel Drive, We'll be in action again this week at Sportsdrome. So then we look at the NASCAR series this weekend coming off the IMS. The Xfinity Series will be at the Michigan International Speedway. They will go 125 laps, 200 miles in the New Holland 250. The Cup Cars will compete on this Sunday as they will go 200 laps, 400 miles in the Firekeepers Casino 400 at Michigan. Green flag set for 3 p.m. Well, Hawk, another great episode, 17 in the books. Can you believe it? Already August. Oh, my goodness. And, you know, I was looking at this, and I even talked to some of the staff at Sportstrom. Sportstrom only has seven more weekends of racing. Some people have eight to nine weekends of racing. Can you believe that? Yeah, it is hard to believe that we're already kind of counting down the uh, weeks and days like that. But as we said before, we got lots of good races to go the rest of the way, so we're going to definitely enjoy it. Should be a, a wild time. We got a lot of great, prestigious races. As we mentioned before, of course, the big world figure eight. That's the one we're really looking forward to. Yeah, I mean, you go and go and go. There's a lot of huge races. You got October 1st and 2nd. You got the Arkham Menard series and the gas cars at Salem. Um, you know, you have the World Figure 8 Tour Championship for the Midwestern on August the 20th. There's so much racing going on, we can't even keep up, but uh, it's pretty cool. Well, as always, thank you to all of our listeners for your dedication and supporting the program. It truly means the world to us. It's hard to believe it's been 17 episodes since we started the Wild Will Throwdown, presented by Dirt 2 Media and now Diesel Boys LLC. I would like to once again thank the production staff at Dirt 2 Media for their hard work in making the podcast run and go each week. Also, a big thank you to my Brandon Hooker and Diesel Boys LLC for being the sponsor of the show. Buddy Hawk Carroll Adams for being part and contributor and giving his insights here on the podcast. Remember, race fans, drivers, and crews, as always, support your local racetrack, and we will see you around the turn. I'm Will Greenwell. Have a good night, guys.